This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. In Australia, one in four women under the age of 45 will not have children. In other countries, the statistics are even higher. Yet in the church in particular, the focus is very much on families with children at the expense of those who are childless. Steph Penny is my guest this morning. We've spoken before about her book, Surviving Singledom. Now, as a married woman, she's written a new book, Surviving Childlessness, Faith and Fur Babies. Welcome, Steph. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, Katrina. Thanks for having me. You've written this book about surviving childlessness. When people hear the title of the book, they might assume that you've been through years of infertility. But your story is a little bit more complicated than that, isn't it? Can you share a little bit of your own journey with this um, topic? Yeah, sure. So after I launched my first book, Surviving Singledom, a bunch of um, Christian childless friends started coming up to me, all individually, and Mm -hmm. saying, Steph, we want you to write a book on marriage, surviving marriagedom. And I thought, oh, no, like, do you know how many marriage books are already out there? What am I going to contribute to that? I don't have any special expertise. And then one friend pulled me aside and she said, no, Steph, we want you to write a book on what it's like to be married in the church and to not have children. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Mm. So I started researching for this book. But, um, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, um, I discovered a couple of years into our marriage that I had an autoimmune disease. Um, and it was during my research I worked out that my autoimmune disease actually carries a significant risk of miscarriage or of bad pregnancy. And by bad pregnancy, I mean severe retardation of the fetus. You could have babies born without limbs or with lifelong high needs. And I kind of went, whoa, like what? What is this? I need to find out about what this is. Hmm. And my husband and I, we, we looked into it and we worked out the risk was actually way too high for us. We decided to remain childless. But because we were kind of, it was a choice, but it wasn't really a choice because it's a terrifying decision to have to make to kind of go, well, we could try and have a child and it may or may not work and we might have a child we have to look after for the rest of our lives. I'm already living with chronic illness. How do I do that? Mm. Um, So it was very difficult. We felt like we were backed into a corner, like the choice was effectively taken out of our hands by illness. So I've decided to form a new term, which is childless by forced choice. It's a better fit for those of us who feel like We kind of did have a decision, but also the decision was effectively taken away from us. It wasn't really a decision we wanted to make, hence we're childless. Yeah, exactly. I'm speaking to Steph Penny. She's the author of Surviving Childlessness, Faith and Fur Babies. For the book, Steph, you interviewed so many other childless women and you shared their stories and gave them a voice, which is really powerful. But what did you personally learn from the women who shared their stories with you? I was amazed at the resilience of a lot of these interviewees. And there was one man, by the way, as well. Mm. (laughs) I would have loved more men, but only one put his hand up. Um, But then there were 13 women as well. And I learned so much about how people can, I I don't want to say kind of overcome because it sounds a bit cliche, but um, a lot of people went through the depths of despair. You know, there was grief stricken. They were devastated by childlessness. And somehow even in that, they were able to find supportive people. They were able to find reasons to live again. Um, Some of them were able to find faith, even in the midst of feeling like perhaps God hasn't heard my prayers or or maybe I feel like blaming God for being childless. But they were able to find a way 
kind of of living with that grief in a way, not of overcoming it, but kind of living with it more like a roommate and figuring out how do I want to live now that I'm childless? What kind of life do I want for myself and maybe for my partner as well? Um, how would I want to live even if I had had children? What kind of life would I want to make for myself? Mm. I think one of the hardest things is knowing when to give up on the dream. I had seven miscarriages um, mm. after my first child mm. and some people said, oh, we think you should stop trying, which which is fair enough. But often people do go on trying well after an age in which they are likely to have a baby because there isn't a clear end point, is there? That's mm. one of the difficult things. When do you give up? What did people say about that? I think that's so hard. So many of my interviewees talked about that, talked about to stop or not to stop, you know, when is enough enough. And a few of my interviewees, once they had decided to stop, they said to me, you know, I still wonder. I still wonder what might have happened or I still have a tiny bit of regret or what if we tried earlier? What if we'd done one more round of IVF? And it's so hard because you can live in that land of what if. You can live in that land of, of uncertainty and I, I can't quite let go and I, I can't imagine any other life than having a life with children. And as much as I love hope, and I am all about hope, and this book is a hope-filled book, sometimes hope keeps us hanging on to something after it's used by date. Mm. And then it can turn into something less helpful. It can turn into despair. And so I think that's an important question for us to ask when we're hanging on to a dream like that. Sometimes a good reflection question is, am I still hopeful or is this starting to turn yucky? Mm -hmm. Is it like milk going off in the fridge? Is it starting to affect my relationship? Is it affecting my mental health? What about my faith? How is my faith being affected by this? And ultimately, no one can tell you. It, you know, you're the only one who lives in your skin. You know about your hopes and dreams. You know about your relationship. You know better than anybody when you've reached your limit. You know, often a lot of pain is inflicted by those who do have children on those who don't have children uh, through what they say and what they do. So what do you want, I guess, those who do have children to understand better how they can support someone who may be childless, not by choice, or perhaps childless, as you say, by forced choice? Yeah, I think it's um, it's a tough area because a lot of people don't quite know what to say to a childless person. It's like, what if I say the wrong thing? In my book, I've got a whole chapter dedicated to friends and family, um, otherwise titled What Not to Say. Mm -hmm. And it's all about how um, giving advice isn't so helpful because childless people have typically received a lot of advice over the years, you know, doctors, professionals, family and well-meaning friends. Hmm. Um, have you tried, question mark, dot, yeah. dot, dot, you know, like have you tried acupuncture? Mm -hmm. Have you tried Chinese medicine? Have you tried? Mm -hmm. Sniffing oregano. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if, especially that question, why don't you just adopt? It seems to be a really frequent response to childless people. We got that a lot even when we were trying, you know, and, and it's like, do you know how hard it is to adopt in this mm. country? It is so hard. It is so hard, yep. Yeah. And we all are aware that there's lots of children waiting for adoption, um, but it's, uh, I guess, not necessarily a reflection of how easy the adoption process is. It's actually a reflection of how hard it is. And I spoke to a few inter interviewees. Some of them applied for adoption and never got chosen. They sat on a waiting list for five years and it never happened. Mm. So often it's not for lack of trying. So I think it's good for others, for parent friends and for the church to understand that childless people often have tried 
everything. They've tried relaxing. They've tried foot massage. They've, you know, they've thawed just about everything. Hmm. The subtitle of your book is Faith and Fur Babies. I thought it'd be good to talk about both of those things. Let's start with faith. Mm. How has your faith been impacted by childlessness? I think what it shows me is how God can be close to us in those times when we most need him, even if he doesn't answer our prayers. And that's a really tricky area. I don't think I ever end up answering that question in my book about what do you do with unanswered prayer? Because that whole area of prayer is a mystery. Um, And this is what I think we can get better at in the church church can get better at is sitting with mystery and going, you know what, I don't understand, but I'm still here for you. So in my faith walk, you know, I've sat with a few people and, and had a few tears and had some really supportive friends just pray for me. And they haven't prayed that I'll have kids. Thank you very much, <laughs> mm. which is which is great. They've actually prayed that, you know, God, would you strengthen Steph in the midst of this challenge while she's grieving, while she's struggling, would you be near her? And I love that. I love that idea of God's presence being near to us and enveloping us, even if we're struggling, even if part of us wants to blame God, you know, even if mm. we're a little bit angry or, or we, we feel like we can't forgive God, that God is still near to us, even when we struggle to, to come to him. Mm. Fur babies. Yes. That's the other part of this. Yes. Would you recommend getting a fur baby? What's your experience of that? <laughs> I am unashamedly 100% in favour of fur babies. <laughs> um, that is something I um, happily endorse. I have a little fur baby um, who's now she's 18. She's quite an elderly cat. Oh. Um, and she was with me during my years of singledom, helped mm. me through that. And now that I'm married without children, uh, childless, She's kind of comforting me in that as well. A lot of my interviewees actually shared that they have fur babies. And look, we all know it's not the same as having a biological child, right? And I don't judge anyone who puts clothes on their puppies and calls them on Zoom (laughs) when they're away on holidays. There's no judgment here, guys. Um, We all know it's not the same. Although my cat does follow me to the toilet. Why does she do that? I I don't (laughs) understand. Just like a two-year-old, yep. (laughs) It must be a good attachment that we have. But um, a lot of my interviewees did say that the fur babies helped a little bit. They helped to fill part of that void left by childlessness. And even though it's not the same as having children, it can kind of take the edge off that that despair and that grief sometimes. It can make it a little bit better and sometimes that's enough. Something to pour your love into, That's right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Steph, for sharing your story. I know there's always a, a price with these things when you have to keep talking about something that is painful, but thank you for doing it because I know this book is going to help a lot of people. And that's been my hope. I think that there's a lot of power in our stories and when I've shared my stories over the years, it's – actually enabled other people to then open up about their own story and their struggles, perhaps with miscarriage or unexplained infertility or endometriosis, whatever it might be. So I've actually seen more and more how powerful our stories are and how they can help us feel connected when we feel so alone in what we're going through. So that's one of my key messages in this book is you are not alone. Yeah, thank you, Steph. That is Steph Penny. Her new book is called Surviving Childlessness, Faith and Fur Babies. You can find her online at stephpenny.com.au. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.